0: Hi, hi, hi! It's time to hit the math grind. This is After Class with Miss Donovan, the podcast where we're going to go over what we did this week, or kind of last week. I would say week 4.5 of Algebra 1. So I'm going to do a quick overview of Thursday, Friday, and Monday, as well as go over what we're doing on the test on Tuesday, so make sure you stay tuned. So, let's get into the topics. Okay, just remember Thursday. Thursday. Can you remember Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, so Tuesday, (laughs) Thursday, look, if you need help, remember, just think of it like this, the third day. All right. Monday, one day, Tuesday, two day, Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday. (laughs) The third day. Okay. Okay, let's talk about Thursday. Thursday, we started our compound inequality day. We started 3 1 or 3 3 day 1. I can graph compound inequalities and solve compound inequalities. So remember, in- inequality is a phrase that's like x is greater than something, x is less than something, x is greater than or equal to something, x is less than or equal to. And compound inequalities means there are two of them, and they are either joined by the word and or by the word or. Today, we are focusing on the word and. So, when we have a compound equality joined by the word and, it is called a conjunction. Conjunctions are just inequalities joined by the word and. So, that means that it has to do with both stipulations. Both need to work. So, if I have x is greater than or equal to 3 and, and x is less than or equal to 3, to be a solution to that inequality, it needs to work for both of those inequalities. Can't work for one has to work for both and means both. So we graphed them and our first step for graphing them was we would break it down. So we would graph the first half. So we graphed x is less or greater than or equal to three. Since it was greater than or equal to, it would be a filled in circle and then the arrow would be going up towards the larger numbers. Then on a different graph, we graphed x is less than or equal to eight. Since it's less than or equal to, we filled in the circle and we pointed the arrow to the other direction. On the last graph, we combined those two graphs. So the graph should only reflect the points that work for both inequalities. So we drew a filled-in circle on the number 8, a filled-in circle on the number 3, and then drew a line between 3 and 8. So the only solutions that would have worked are anything between the numbers 3 and 8. So then again, we did a check for understanding where we graphed a few more of them, and then we went into solving conjunctions. So when we solve conjunctions, we're going to solve each phrase individually. So sometimes conjunctions aren't aren't put together with the word and. Sometimes they just have three is less than, then they have a phrase, then they have like is less than another number. So for us, we did like three is less than three x minus six is less than eight. So we had to break that down into two different phrases. So we did it was three is less than three x minus six. And then our other was three x minus six is less than eight. So then we solved to figure out what the inequalities numbers would be. So you solve it like there's a normal equal sign, but remember if you divide or multiply by a negative number, you have to switch the signs, but we didn't have to do that here. So we had 3 is less than 3x minus 6. We added 6 to both sides, got 9 is less than 3x, then divided by 3. So we got 3 is less than 3, or 3 is less than x. So since it was less than, we did not fill in the circle. We put a circle on 3 that was an open circle, and then we went to solve for the next one. So our next phrase was three X minus six is less than nine. We added six to both sides. We got three X is greater than uh, 15. Then we divided both sides by three and it should be X is greater than five, which I made a mistake while making the video and no one told me. I just noticed I said X is less than 15 when it is not. It should be less than five, but we get the gist, okay? So let's break it down again. There's a few more. And then some of them can also be, when you're solving them, have the word and. And you already have the two phrases that you have to solve for and then just put it together. So basically, that was it for what we did. So we had a phrase where it was together. And then we had to break it into two phrases. And we had a phrase that used the word and. And we had to break it to two phrases. When you're solving, you're also going to be asked to graph. So make sure you guys got that and understand that. Let's get on to Friday. Okay, it's time to talk about Friday. Friday, we had the same target as Thursday. I can graph compound inequalities and solve compound inequalities. And today, we were focusing on the or and not the and. So again, a compound inequality is two inequalities joined by the words or or and. So when it's joined by or, it's called a disjunction. So inequalities joined by or are dis, dis, disjunction. Sorry, I cannot speak apparently. So we went through graphing and solving equations. So when you graph an or equation, you have two inequalities, and you're going to just graph them on the same line. So we started, we had x is less than or equal to 3, or x is greater than 8. So we started and we graphed x is less than or equal to 3. Since it was less than or equal to, we filled in our circle and pointed the arrow going towards the negative numbers, because it was less than. If for greater than 8, we had an open circle on the 8 and pointed it to the arrow towards the numbers going up. And then we just put them on the same graph. So there were certain numbers on the graph that didn't work that weren't solutions. So we had two graphs on the same line pointing in different directions. Then we did a check for understanding where we did the same thing. Or or compound inequalities are pretty easy because they will basically it always says the word or. Like if it's an or a inequal, compound inequality, it's gonna say graph this or this solve, or so oh, it's gonna say graph this inequality. Um, this compound inequality and it's going to be like x is greater than six or x is less than two negative two or something like that you're going to have to graph both compound inequalities it's not like you can just graph one or the other now we then talked about it of like, an, like a phrase or an equation or something I would say that happens kind of rarely where it's x is greater than or equal to 2 or x is less than 2 or just any number x is greater than or equal to 2 or, n, and, or like x is less than n where it would end up being the whole number line. So just make sure you're being a care, careful and graphing them right knowing which have open circles which have closed circles and what your graph should look like. Then we want to solve it. So when we solve a uh, compound inequality that has an or statement We're already given the two inequalities that we're going to solve separately. So our example was 2x minus 3 is less than 7, or 4x minus 4 is greater than or equal to 20. So we solved those two separately. So 2x minus 3 is less than 7. We added the 3 over, so we had 2x is less than 10. Divided both sides by 2, got x is less than 5. Then we did the second one where we had 4x minus 4 is greater than or equal to 20. We added 4 to both sides, so we get 4x is greater than or equal to 24, then divided by 4 and got x is greater than or equal to or x is greater than or equal to 6. Then we just had to graph both of them. So we graphed x is less than 5. We had an open circle on the 5 arrow going down. And then we graphed x is greater than or equal to 6. A closed circle on the 6 arrow going up. For that one, we noticed there was a very small portion of numbers that didn't work for the inequality. It was just anything less than six, but that was, it was from five to anything less than six. So it was like just a little tiny sliver. So then again, we did some more of those where we broke it down. We solved the first inequality um, for x, then we solved the second one, and then we just graphed both of them. So, again, pretty easy, kind of a similar concept, except if it's not. There isn't a line for the compound inequalities with and. Uh, the line connects the two dots on the graph, where the compound inequalities for or, they do not. The arrows go in opposite directions. So, I think it's time to get into Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Okay, let's talk about Monday. And on Monday, we focused on 4-1. I can solve an absolute value equation. So all we did was absolute value equations. Um, So again, let's go over it. What is absolute value? Absolute value of a number is the distance away from zero the number is on, uh, or is on the number line, without considering the direction from zero the number is. So we had two parts of that definition so it's the distance away from zero with the numbers on the number line. And then the second part is without considering the direction from the number zero. So that means absolute value is never negative. Make sure you know that absolute value is never negative. When finding the absolute value of a number, we remove all negative signs. Um, so all the numbers should be positive or zero. Because you can have an absolute value of zero, zero, zero away from zero. So when finding the absolute value of a number, we removed all the negative signs. And why did we do that? Well, consider when you're driving distance or going distance. If you drive a mile to school and you have to turn around because you forgot something, you drove a mile there and then a mile back. So in total, your trip was two miles. You didn't have negative distance because you didn't end up going anywhere. You started at your house, you ended at your house. So in theory, did you even drive anywhere? Yes, you did. You still drove the two miles. You will still have two more miles on your car and you will still have two miles less of gas. So again, distance is not negative. Our absolute value notation is written like there is a bar, um, a number, and then another bar. So it's two straight bars and the number in the middle where um, the bars um, tell the mathematician to take the absolute value. So if we had the absolute value of three, so we'd have bar th- uh, three, bar is three, because if we check on the number line, three is three points away from zero. Um, the absolute value of negative three, so bar negative three, bar is three, because Negative 3 is also 3 points away from 0, because again, absolute value can't be negative, it has to be positive or 0. So if you were asked what values have an absolute value of a certain number, there should always be 2. So if we had an absolute value of 4, what what values have an absolute value of 4? You should have 4, because 4 is uh, 4 points away from 0, and negative 4, because negative 4 is also 4 points away from 0. So, then we started checking our understanding where I asked you a couple questions, like I asked you what is the absolute value of certain terms, and then you were supposed to answer them. Um, I thought we wanted to talk about, um, you can use the absolute value to find distance between two numbers. So, again, absolute value of um, x is how far x is away from zero. When finding the distance between two numbers, you're going to use the difference of the two values. So, the second value minus the first value should equal the distance between the two numbers. So, then we tried that. So we used like negative 2 and 7, wanted to know the difference. So we did 7 minus negative 2 and got 9. So they should be 9 units away from each other. Well, negative 2 is 2 units away from 0. 7 is 7 units away from 0. You add those two together, you get 9. So that makes total sense. So you did 2 more of those, and hopefully you got that. Again, you're not going to be asked about that on this specific quiz, but it's just important for you to realize that that works. So solving absolute value equations, when solving absolute value equations, we will follow certain steps. We rewrite the equation as two equations that do not have absolute value symbols. So if we had the absolute value of x minus 3 equals 7, we'd rewrite it as x minus 3 equals 7, and x minus 3 equals negative 7. Then we solve the first equation, solve the second equation, and put the two together. So we did a few together, and I just want to point out again. Um, So there are certain things. If we have a number, a coefficient in front of the absolute value, that would be um, that could be multiplied into the um, absolute value expression. You're going to change those absolute value bars to parentheses. So we had 3 times the absolute value of x minus 1 equals 12. Our two equations were 3 times x minus 1 equals 12, and 3 times x minus 1 equals negative 12. So we didn't have to do anything there. We didn't have to get rid of the 3. But if we have something outside the absolute value bars, Uh, absolute value bars that isn't being multiplied or divided by it, like if it's being added or subtracted, we have to get rid of that before we make the two equations. So we had the absolute value of x plus 4 and then plus 5 equals 8. So we had to get rid of the 5. We had to subtract the 5 from both sides. So we had absolute value of x plus 4 equals 3. And then we could create our two equations where it's x plus 4 equals 3 and x plus 4 equals negative 3. So make sure you're paying attention and you know what you're doing with your absolute value It shouldn't be that hard it's kind of just like solving equations but there's just a little extra stuff you have to do so let me know if you have any questions but i think it's time to get into our test review Okay, and that is it for after class week 4.5 or like a little bit of early week 5. So for Algebra 1, we went through each and every day. We went through Thursday, Friday, and Monday as well as a quiz overview. So make sure you are studying and asking me questions if you have any. I have office hours from 2.10 to 3 o'clock. As you know, make sure you're coming to the Zoom if you want to hang out. Um, Or if you just have any questions, um, make sure that you're really understanding the material. We will be tested on this material, most of it again. So let me know if you don't understand. And good luck. I know you're going to do great. I'll see you in class. Okay, it's time for our assessment number five. Quick overview. I have the assessment in front of me right now. I'm going to let you, I'm just going to talk about it and let you figure out anything you need to know or anything you might need to study more based on what I'm saying. So there are, I believe, let's see, five, no, there are six. There are six targets on this quiz, but you can luckily skip two of them if you like your grade for them. So we're going to do this on GoFormative, so I will, in the questions, let you know if you could potentially skip them if you like your grade, as long as what learning target it goes for. So our first learning target on it is 2-4. I can solve an equation with no solution or infinitely many solutions. This is one of the sections you can skip. If you like your grade, you can skip it. If you don't like your grade, you have to reassess it. You can retake it and then potentially raise your grade. So you're going to be asked two questions. It's going to say, does this equation have one solution, no solution, or infinitely many solutions? If it has one solution, what is that solution? You need to solve to see if it has one solution, no solution, or infinitely many solutions. And just write which one it has. If it has one solution, I need to know what x would equal whatever the solution is. I want you to say you're solving for n n equals what? What does that equal? So remember if it has no solution, you're gonna have like an unbalanced you're gonna have an unbalanced equation where it's gonna be like five equals six, where that's just untrue. If it's infinitely many solutions, they're gonna be the exact same equation. And if it's one solution, you're just gonna get one value for it. Okay, let's move on to two five. This is also the last time you're seeing this you're gonna solve for literal equations. Um, you're gonna be asked to solve for a variable. So it's again, it's just kind of like solving a normal equation, just this one has two variables, and instead of, it's going to be like y equals whatever. So again, if you're being multiplied, but if something's being multiplied it by something, you need to divide it. If it's being divided, you need to multiply. If it's adding, you need to subtract. If it's subtracting, you need to add. Remember, you need to do the opposite to solve for it. You can skip this one as well if you like your grade, but if you don't, do it again. Then we have 3-1. I can graph the solution of inequalities on a number line. Uh, You're given three inequalities. You got to graph them. So remember greater than or less than you have open circles less than or equal to or greater than or equal to is closed circles on the number line. You put your circle on the number and then you're going to point the arrow in the direction of the numbers that make that inequality true. So if I have x is less than 6, I'm going to do an open circle on 6, and the arrow is going to go towards my negative numbers because it says less than 6, not greater than 6. So make sure you're graphing this right. This is the second time you're seeing this, so you have to do it. We then also have 3-2, I can solve multi-step inequalities and write inequalities to represent real-world real world situations. Got to do this one. There's three questions. This is the second time you're seeing this. So the first one, you're going to be asked to step solve a multi-step inequality. I would tell you to do the optional assessment review for this one, wink, wink. Then you're going to be asked to write an inequality that represents a statement. So you're going to have something like X is greater than or equal to 5. You need to write that as an inequality. It's going to say that in words. And then you also need to write an inequality to represent the situation. You're going to have a situation. Again, write the inequality for it. Now we're getting into our new stuff, target 3-3. I can graph compound inequalities and solve compound inequalities. So again, you're going to have three of these. There's going to be at least one and and at least one or you're going to be asked to solve. You have to solve all of them um, and then you have to graph them. So make sure you know what to do. Make sure you solve the two equations separately and then graph them on the same graph. Again, if it's and, there should be a line connecting them. If it's or, there should be two opposite directions of the arrows. And our last section on this is the first time we're seeing 4-1. I can solve absolute value equations. You're going to solve three absolute value equations you're going to be asked to only do three. Um, so basically, real quick, remember, you have to take create two. Um, you're going to get rid of the, you have few steps. So you're going to create two equations getting rid of the absolute value bars. So if, the, so if you have the absolute value of x minus three equals seven, your two equations would be x minus three equals seven and x minus three equal negative seven. And then you would solve for x. And then you need to put your two answers together. Remember, if you have something being multiplied by the absolute value or divided by, you can create those two equations before you get rid of that number. Um, and if you have something being added or subtracted by the absolute value, you need to get rid of that before you create your two equations. So that is all the assessment looks like. Again, not too long. Let me know if you have any questions. I do have office hours after school from two ten to 3 o'clock every single day. Um, and make sure you're doing the optional review and all your homework, and you will definitely be prepared. So you got this. Get studying.